From American Public Media, this is a special podcast from APM Reports and Marketplace Weekend. Ethics be damned. I'm Lizzie O'Leary. It seems like every week we're reading about another ethics scandal in the Trump cabinet. The Secretary of Veterans Affairs, David Shulkin, recently got into trouble over a trip to Europe he took with his wife. Four other cabinet secretaries have also been caught in travel-related scandals. The Interior Secretary, Ryan Zinke, has been accused of using his office to help Republican candidates and the Republican Party. And then there's HUD Secretary Ben Carson's expensive office furniture. Our investigative group, APM Reports, added up the scandals of the past year and found that more than half of Donald Trump's 20-person cabinet has engaged in questionable or unethical conduct. Correspondent Tom Sheck has spent the past six months investigating conflicts of interest in the Trump administration. He dug deep into financial holdings. He looked at the history of ethics laws and why the system we have now can't seem to make sure that people who are serving in the federal government are working for the public good. All that reporting led him to a man being mauled by a bear. Um, Tom, why are we listening to a scene from the 2015 movie The Revenant? I don't know if you remember that movie at all, but it starred Leonardo DiCaprio featuring him as a fur trader out there in the 1800s, struggling to survive in a harsh winter. As far as I can tell, my place is right here on the smart end of this rifle. You move along, Fitzgerald. That movie was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. You saw all of these producers, Leonardo DiCaprio, other actors, and everybody was out on the circuit really pushing this movie. But there was one person who was not uh, doing anything. Michael Punk, he's the author of the book that this movie's based on. He doesn't say a word about this at all. Everybody was asking to try and interview this guy, and he basically said, I can't do it. His brother ended up speaking for him. His wife ended up doing interviews for him. But he never did anything. And there's a reason for this. When he wrote the book back in 2002, he did it on the side while he was working as a lawyer in D.C. But by the time the movie comes out, he's part of the Obama administration. He's an ambassador and representative to the World Trade Organization in Geneva. Ethics officials decided he can't promote the movie based on his book. Twelve Academy Award nominations. He's being flooded with requests for comments, quotes, interviews. He wasn't allowed to say or do anything because it would have been using his public office to achieve a private gain. Norm Eisen was the White House ethics lawyer under President Obama, and he's now working at the Brookings Institution. That was what the rules required, and that actually was what we call in the ethics profession a teachable moment. It was a message to everybody else out there. Hey, this is how the rules work. You're doing public service. There are some things that are more important than promoting a book, than self-promotion. And the Oscar goes to Leonardo DiCaprio. We're going to fast forward from that Oscar ceremony. Donald Trump is now the president and... And Steve Mnuchin is the Treasury Secretary. Everybody knows Steve Mnuchin as somebody who was with Goldman Sachs, but he also was has a history as a movie producer. And he was speaking at a conference in March of 2017 that was hosted by Mike Allen, who was with the media organization Axios. And what's the uh, what's a movie that we should see? Well, I'm not allowed to promote anything that I'm involved in. So I just want to have the legal disclosure. You've asked me the question, and I am not promoting any product. 
but you should send all your kids to Lego Batman. I mean, you hear the laughter there. They're laughing at him breaking the rules and knowing it, he was a producer on that movie. And to ethics officials, that's a serious violation. Mnuchin did later apologize for it, but right there in those two examples, you see a 180 from how other administrations have handled cabinet members' private sector lives and their roles as public servants. Well, we talked to a lot of ethics experts out there, six of them, and they all kind of pointed to this to say that whether it was President Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, or George H.W. Bush, that all of them kind of honored this code of what the ethics system should be. They say the system can't handle the Trump administration because it has a lot of wealthy cabinet members. They say that President Trump himself has not been really uh, forthcoming or uh, standing firm in terms of ethics himself, and they worry about that. It's this tone at the top that the president has set of contempt Uh, for ethics by hanging on to his own conflicting investments that clash with uh, his public duties. And so this attitude, uh, very negative attitude, has crept throughout the administration. And I love all people, rich or poor. But in those particular positions, I just don't want a poor person. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I mean, I I guess I actually want to engage with this and say, you know, does it matter what's wrong with having wealthy people in the cabinet? Well, let's be clear. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Uh, As long as folks divest their holdings or make clear how they're going to handle a conflict, one of the instances is they could recuse themselves or maybe they sell off all of their holdings. Those are the types of things that they're they're expected to do. But the problem is, is the ethics system right now. A lot of folks are saying that it's strapped. They say the Office of Government Ethics, which is the agency that handles a lot of these agreements out there and the financial disclosures, is underfunded. And they say that the Trump administration has basically exploited vulnerabilities in the system. When you looked at what they held, did you find self-dealing? Did you find conflicts that raised red flags? Well, we're not really sure. Part of the reason is because some of these disclosure forms are so difficult to get through. So it's almost like we can't see what's under the hood of the car there. I'll give you an example of Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. He said he was going to hold on to his shipping interests. We spent about three to five months going through those uh, shipping interests. We had to go through LLCs. We had to find out what companies they were linked to. We had to get forms from the Bahamas, the Cayman Islands. His form had about $700 million in assets out there, and so it was really difficult. Another person we can mention is uh, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. Her form was 108 pages long. It's just as difficult. Steve Mnuchin, his financial disclosure form is about 42 pages long. All of this raises the question of who is overseeing the ethical conduct of the Trump administration. Well, it's this sleepy little agency called the Office of Government Ethics, and they process and review financial disclosure forms, and they basically advise the administration. Essentially, a lot of people say that they're like the guardrails. They're the ones who advise them and say, you don't really want to do that because you may be violating the law or you may be stepping across the line there. But there's a lot of things that people say there are problems with. One, they don't have any enforcement power, so they can't say, you have to do this. They don't have subpoena power. So when a a cabinet member gives them the financial disclosure forms, they can ask a lot of questions. They can get some information back. But at the end of the day, uh, they can't say, you have to give us this. And the other thing that folks are saying is that they don't have enough staff. So it's really hard for them to process this paperwork for this whole administration that's come on board. I'm 100 percent sure that the oversight is not 100 percent complete right now. 
That's Walter Schaub, who oversaw the whole ethics process around the new Trump administration. He served as the director of the Office of Government Ethics, but he resigned last July after battling with the White House. It just started out as chaos and stayed chaos all the way through, which led to them being behind on filling key presidential appointments. It led to them essentially signaling to their own nominees, intentionally or unintentionally, that ethics doesn't matter. He'd been in his job for a really long time. He was there with the Obama administration and even back to the Bush administration where he started back in 2001. And you never saw Walter Schaub. He didn't do press conferences. He didn't do news shows. But then... Thank you very much. It's very... About a week before the inauguration, Trump publicly announces his plans for his business, what he wants to do with those holdings that he had. And Trump was literally standing next to a table full of manila folders. These papers are all just a piece of the many, many companies that are being put into trust to be run by my two sons. And I hope at the end of eight years, I'll come back and I'll say, oh, you did a good job. Otherwise, if they do a bad job, I'll say, you're fired. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Well, a few hours later, Schaub steps in front of his own TV cameras and basically criticizes his future boss. I wish circumstances were different and I didn't feel the need to make public remarks today. You don't hear about ethics when things are going well. You've been hearing a lot about ethics lately. So Walter Schaub now works at the Campaign Legal Center, a nonprofit, nonpartisan watchdog for government ethics and oversight. And he's taken a pretty public stand here. That's right. He's on uh, Twitter. He's on TV all the time. He's even written some newspaper op-eds talking about the problems that he sees in this administration. Now, we have actually seen several cabinet members step down after things that looked bad, uh, conflicts of interest or misuse of public funds that led to public outcry. There was Director of Health and Human Services, Tom Price. The breaking headline from the White House, President Trump demanding the resignation of Tom Price. Price has been under fire for his use of chartered aircraft. He was outed by the press for taking private private jets on the taxpayer's dime when he didn't need to. He left. And recently, the head of the Centers for Disease Control, Brenda Fitzgerald, resigned after it came out she bought stock in tobacco company. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention needs a new leader. So, I mean, would some people say, look, the Trump administration is dealing with ethics and and that people are being ousted after bad behavior? Well, that's right. I've talked to a lot of people who have actually said that. A Republican who chaired the House Government Oversight Committee, he said people shouldn't worry about the wealth of Trump's cabinet. And he said they're not joining the administration to line their own pockets. What he was basically saying is if you start to impose too big of a burden, too many regulations, on people who may want to join the government, what's going to happen is that they're going to, not going to want to do it at all, and they're going to risk good people basically not joining the government at all. But ethics officials are actually worried. When I talked with the acting head of OGE, David Apol, this is the guy who took over when Walter Schaub left in July, he brought up a recent poll by a group called Transparency International. It showed a majority of Americans polled believe public corruption is getting worse. Loss of public trust is probably the most immediate threat to democracies today, rather than military invasion. Public trust is diminishing, and that's a challenge to our democracy that we need to address. Apol's response to that concern? He sent a memo basically to the agency heads reminding them of their ethical responsibilities. But again, his office really can't make anyone do anything. Tom Sheck is a correspondent with our investigative group, APM Reports. You can see more from his special project, Ethics Be Damned, at apmreports.org slash ethics. 
This series was produced by Katie Long and edited by Eve Tro and Catherine Winter. Daniel Ramirez is our engineer. Chris Worthington is the managing director of APM Reports. I'm Lizzie O'Leary.